Terabytes is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing on the show's advice, no financial, tax, legal, or any other kind of advice. Nothing we say is an inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. And anything you invest in is at your own risk. So do your own research and consult with professionals. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Terabytes Live. Rocking and rolling here with Mr. Peter K, who has a fresh new haircut. We listen to your comments, folks. We listen to the to the constructive criticism and the feedback you give us. And you said we both needed haircuts. I led the way. I've always been a pioneer in the space of haircuts. And Pete, I think he might have outdid me with this haircut. So Pete, back from the hospital, back on his feet. How are you feeling, sir? How's everything going? Feeling all right. Feeling a little better with every passing day. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's still effects for sure. It's a nasty one. I think it was that new Delta variant. And uh, we got to be careful talking about COVID or our channel might get banned again. Uh, so <laughs> right. controversial, please. But a uh, new variant, I think, is okay. YouTube might pop up a little warning saying they're, you know, anyway. But um, yeah, back back at them, working on dev courses, working on content. The news bites will start coming out again. We've got a tutorial dropping today. We just dropped an interview yesterday. We're going live, full steam ahead. How about you? How's the, uh, how's the new little one? Uh, she's doing good. She's, uh, she's a tough negotiator. You know, I try and get her to go to sleep at nighttime when I like to sleep and, uh, start my days a lot at like 4am. So I feel like I've been out of the loop a little bit. I totally missed the, the, the pylon token sale. Um, I don't know if you were involved in that. I don't know who was involved. I don't know how to even keep track of that. But uh, interesting, interesting things unfolded while I was probably changing a diaper. So, um, yeah, we, we missed it. We both missed it. I don't know how to how to break the hearts of all our viewers out there, but we don't have any inside info on the pylon token sale. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was just still recovering. I fell asleep. I, people were saying we stream it again at 3 a.m. for five hours like we do with Anchor, <laughs> but just didn't have the energy for it. Sadly, but we'll talk about Pylon a little bit today, among other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a lot of big news aside from that, too. We've also got Mirror version 2 that came out. Apparently, there's Mirror version 3 already on the roadmap. Columbus 5 also brewing under the surface. And then, Pete, I had to slip in Crypto.com in there. I know it wasn't on the thumbnail, but you're a Crypto.com user. Maybe we can even start off with that because I see someone here in the in the comments says, uh, Oscar... Um, Oscar Manzanal said, we need a debit card. Do we have a debit card already with the crypto.com integration? How's that work? I mean, we sort of have a, let me know if I freeze up here. Um, we sort of have a debit card. Yes. Uh, let me, uh, let me screen share. Um, because crypto.com, it's not, it's not exactly what we want with, uh, with ultimately like spending UST directly. Uh, but it is, it is a widely used crypto app that supports a lot of cryptocurrencies. It's in a, a pretty good number of jurisdictions. I know it's in the US, I think it's in the UK and Europe and uh, in a couple other places around the world. And you can come in and basically sell your crypto and then that's taxable events. They've talked about doing crypto backed credit lines. So you could have some Luna and like borrow against it, which is not uh, a taxable event. Uh, but it right now it's it's the way to go, I think, in a lot of jurisdictions. 
if you want to be able to take any asset into Luna and then send it into CryptoCom, you can sell it there, basically sell it at, at the time you're making the purchase, load your card and then spend it. And you also get cash and sponsored, but I use it, I've used it for a long time. Um, you get between 1% and 5%, depending on how much you stake. Um, 1% is free. 1% and 5% cash back uh, in their Crow crypto whenever you swipe. And one of the interesting things about this, and one of the reasons I'm so positive about it, uh, is that they, besides having their user base and their partnerships and their worldwide reach, they have Cosmos chain. Um, so they have their own chain that they integrate in various ways that they've been integrating more and more in the application and in the exchange and things that they have. And it's actually on osmosis. Now we haven't talked about osmosis on the show. I've, I've done, I started work on it, but if you hold, if you held Adam, I think it's February 15th or something like that, then you have an airdrop waiting for you at, uh, osmosis.zone. It's a cross cosmos interoperable, like, like, uh, a, a, a DEX or no, not a DEX. Yeah. An, an AMM like Uniswap that is cross chain. And, uh, it's taken a little while for me to load here. Uh, but it lets you swap across cosmos chains. Um, like here I can go from Osmo to Adam or Adam to, uh, I don't know anything. Uh, Terra isn't here yet, but Doe has tweeted out that they're coming soon, right? With Columbus 5, the uh, the integration will be here. And you see right here, Crow. So uh, on this DEX, Crypto.com is, is is interacting. And there's also liquidity mining here if you're uh, a fan of like uh, more complicated uh, DeFi, then come in with your Kepler app and try it out. Terra UST will be there soon. And you can um, mine by providing liquidity between things like Akash, which is decentralized um, hosting, like cloud hosting, uh, and uh, DVN, which is decentralized VPN, and all these things that are eventually going to be able to plug right into like Terra apps. Uh, eventually, you're going to be able just, uh, you know, you'll, your Terra app can have interactions with, say, Secret Network, and with, um, let's say, you want a decentralized VPN right in there because you want to provide your DeFi service on your Terra app to some jurisdictions that might have trouble accessing it otherwise. So uh, we're starting to see the beginnings of these plug-in and bubble services. And one of those is Crypto.com for fiat offer and on-ramps. So I'm excited about the future um, of, of what it is now. Like as of right now, it is the way to basically one step, send your Luna out and cash it out. Um, or go the other way, take your bank account, get Luna, and you're gonna withdraw Luna from the app. That's my, my pitch for crypto.com have you um have you used it at all with the because i know you've been using crypto.com but have you used it with right. luna yet i haven't used it with luna yet um i don't want to sell luna <laughs> uh but right. uh i i mean i'll i'll try it it's it just enabled a few days ago and uh, i'll definitely send a little bit over just to you know see the experience see how quick it is usually they're pretty quick about it uh, with other things like if you send ether as soon as that confirmation that block confirmation hits the app notifies you you have a pending and then like i don't know 15 blocks later which in ether is a couple of minutes it's confirmed and you can you could sell it or you could stash it or you can actually uh cryptocom also has i'm a fan of self 
custody, which they do have a self-custody wallet as well, but custodying, so I don't really use it. But uh, if you are, if you're fine with custodying with somebody, then they let you lock up crypto and, uh, and get like a, a percentage, like an APR on something like Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever. So yeah, overall, cool, cool app to check out. My, my one qualm is the app sometimes is pretty slow, especially if your internet's not great, which is the case apparently here in Miami. Um, the, uh, so like it'll spin the wheel for like 20 seconds for you sometimes, but you know, that's fine. It's better than Bitcoin block, block times, right? So is it anyway. a pretty good um, integration with your bank, though, if you wanted to just off-ramp or on-ramp into Luna? That's right now, as we know. Yeah, and I've actually, way. I've actually used, don't tell Wells Fargo, not that I bank with it, Wells Fargo. Uh, I've actually <laughs> used a Wells Fargo credit card. As long as you keep the amount like under $100, it doesn't doesn't flag anything like it might pull up the verified by visa but it'll process for you they'll they'll process even though wells fargo like maybe doesn't allow crypto like i've been surprised at how good the card support even credit card support is and bank accounts and debit cards are no problem to uh, i mean as long as you're not going over the top um and flagging fraud at your bank because you're trying to buy fifty thousand. um you know if you're buying little amounts it's it's pretty smooth I wonder, do do we know, and Jimmy Lee here is in the comments, he said that he used it to um, on-ramp 100 USD to Luna, paid $0 in purchase fees, which is great, and then he transferred to his Terra station for 0.015 Luna, and then he aped in and got his account disabled for 12 hours, so I guess he had a nice little <laughs> test account or a test <laughs> transaction there and then got his account suspended. Uh, I wonder if we know Crypto.com, who they're using for custody if that's a prime trust thing on the back end or or um how that's working because it just it just you know this is sort of an aside but um there was a bit of talk last week about the um the cotto uh proposal and some of the people said you know this cotto proposal we don't know if this goes through all of a sudden a bunch of different on and off ramp proposals are going to pop up and I said, yeah, but is it really the end of the world if a bunch of on and off ramp proposals pop up? Because right now, you know, everybody's biggest sort of uh, bull case for UST is that it's decentralized. It's not like Tether where it can get audited, it can get shut down. But guess what? If we only have one on and off ramp, that's a huge part of this entire ecosystem that is sort of like has a single point of failure. And so... Um, I'm interested to know if Crypto.com has a different custody person that they work with, uh, just to know that there's- I know, the, I know the answer to that. There. You do know the, yeah, answer? I know the answer to that? Yeah, they work with uh, Ledger, Ledger Vault, which is uh, you know the Ledger hardware wallets like custody solution. So, um, and they, they have a custodian, like regular custodian banks, which of course for fiat, which of course it varies around the world. Um, one of the interesting things is you do end up with a bank account number. You can't debit or you can't, yeah, you can't pull from it, but you can like get direct deposits in or send bank transfers into like your in-app fiat wallet too. But the crypto is held um, by, they, they use multi-sig um, like Ledger Vault for, for the bulk. And they also have, Insurance is a kind of a hot topic in custody. Usually it's usually you can't really fault these companies for not having insurance because uh, the insurance 
demand like like insurance asks for like 25% per year which is absurd you know right. um but but they're getting better and cryptocom has uh, 360 million dollars of cold storage insurance so that's not their entire asset bank but you know if they took a hit they have some insurance as well so i mean i'm not endorsing them um like fully here or no you know this is not advice but uh, it's an exciting company to keep an eye on uh and obviously they're they're centralized but they do have a non-custodial wallet you can have on your phone they do have some you know they quick withdrawals and deposits and i found their support to be really good yeah and then i guess just as another sort of aside not to get too lost in tangents here but i was uh, making a deposit at the physical bank the other day i don't know the last time anyone's done that and uh I was looking at the little sign next to the teller and it said all deposits FDIC insured. And then in the small text right under it says up to $200,000. And I was just thinking to myself, well, what do you do if you have more than $200,000? Do you just spread it out amongst different accounts? Will they cover that? Yeah. It's So it's funny, even like the gold standard for insurance, and I'm not saying everybody out here is like rich and you know, I'm sure $200,000 is a boatload of money to a lot of people, but people do have, um, people do have more than that. And so um, to see some people be apprehensive about like, hey, do I really want to put $200,000 into Anchor when there's no insurance? It's like, well, if you're going much higher than that, multiples of 10 of that, millions or more, that's not even secure in a regular bank. Uh, the only thing that's really securing that is is the the reputation of the bank itself. Um, so we got a question here. I don't know if we start talking, taking questions or do you want to move over to mirror mirror v2 she's i'm getting so tongue twisted today um let's i'm, I'm gonna actually pitch that this is this is not something uh, i usually do here um, uh, but, uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna post let's let's do a terabyte referral code for crow because uh it'll get our like we don't do youtube monetization usually um you know we might do super chats in the future but if you want it's free 25 dollars if you if you start using it and we'll get twenty five dollars, and that'll that we'll go. We'll put that straight to the show. Um, yeah. So let me, if you could uh, throw this up somehow. I guess I yeah, should you, comment on the YouTube. Uh, well, on comment on YouTube. I'll throw it on the screen. Sure. Um, this is a referral code, and again, I'm not. We're an, I'm not a shill, <laughs> but if you want to use it, and you're like free twenty five dollars, if you want to I mean, use on, it, free twenty five and support the show with twenty five dollars, right? Then. Then we'll pull that off. So uh, let me put this up here. So when we both have golden microphones next episode, you'll know where that money came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, support the show. Get our golden <laughs> microphones. I could use a new mic. This thing is uh, not as good as I thought. All right, let's um, let's move on beyond. But, but I sent it to you. But uh, I got let's it. move. Uh, let's move beyond crypto.com to. I mean, it's relevant, but it's still tangential, right? Terra Money's not sitting here building CryptoCom. We got an announcement less than an hour ago um, from SJ on Twitter. Now, if you don't know SJ, SJ Park, he's the head of special projects. I think I got that right. Head of special projects at Terra. So he's he's probably an account to watch if you're looking for something new and special, something interesting, right? So uh, we're, I'm going to share this tweet really quick here. Uh, I'll wait for you to get that code I up, I guess. There it is. Oh, wow. Quick typing, no typos. Very nice. All right. So, uh, yeah, this tweet from SJ pumped to introduce Valkyrie Money, 
a new paradigm for social referrals and marketing. And we're familiar with BuzzLink. We haven't talked about BuzzLink a lot. BuzzLink is like a, it, it's, it's most of the materials are in Korean. Um, but uh, you know, it's like a referrals uh, set up that we'll talk about at some point. But Valkyrie Money here, new paradigm for social referrals and marketing. Uh, this is a, I haven't even followed it. There we go. New account just joined. They've got a little telegram, probably closed messages right now, but uh, exciting, exciting stuff to watch. That's, that's all we know right now. Can't wait to have SJ on the show. Maybe when he comes on, he'll tell us a little bit more and check this out coming for you, Google, Facebook, Amazon. So, uh, you know, high sites here, high sites, uh, for referrals and marketing, um, maybe an ad solution, maybe an ad credits. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I agree with uh, with Danku here. He says if the web page, or he or she says if the web page is half as stylish as the name of the project, they're one hundred percent bullish on this. So <laughs> I felt like I've heard that name before. Valkyrie Money has that has that been another project named that in the crypto space? We got a request to show the referral code again. Okay, we'll, we'll show it all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Doug. Again, it supports the show. Oh, probably the only time we'll ever do this, unless Valkyrie is amazing, then maybe we'll be doing Valkyrie referrals. Right, right. Um, um, speaking of SJ, I know SJ is located in New York. You and I have thrown around uh, some some ideas of potentially doing a meetup in New York City. Do we want to expand on that at all or just? Yeah, let's do that. It's probably going to be at a gin house again, like a previous meetup we did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. We don't have, I don't have that photo right here, but we, <laughs> we, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. We, uh, we took a picture next to a Lambo, but with me off to the side, holding a, like a, like a tiny t-shirt and put huge giveaway on the, on the promo photo because we were giving away the t-shirt. Not the Lambo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, anyway, that was, a, that was what, three years ago now? Anyway, yeah. so, uh, we're going to do that again. We're going to do that uh, maybe on the rig, but uh, maybe just just once for now. A New York City meetup somewhere in Manhattan, a meetup coming in the next couple of weeks. It depends on when we're filming that dev course and we'll work around that. But uh, I think, yeah, let's do it sometime in July. Um, and anybody in the greater New York City area will get you a date and a place as soon as possible. Yeah, and uh, and Donku R says when T-shirt. So I think maybe we'll grab some T-shirts from our, our friends over at uh, oh. Luna Loot and give those away. We also for talked sure. about maybe uh, maybe we'll put a couple hundred dollars in the uh, on the bar tab for, from our personal bank account so that you can uh, drink on me and, and Pete here and uh, just have a good time. You know, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah I think we'll cover it. We might we might even get a room. Depends on the interest. So we'll get you the date soon. Right. And I'm also curious if anybody's in the chat or if you're watching on replay, uh, what part of the country are you in? What part of the world are you in? Uh, New York City, I think, is in just an easy place to start. We know that there's some Terraform Labs people floating around there, a couple of different projects floating around there. But if you're in a different part of the country or a different part of the world and you think that there's enough people there, uh, we would love to come to you and, and host a meetup there as well. I think these meetups, more than anything, are places that... Uh, people really make good connections and you start to meet people that maybe aren't as active online, um, that have really good ideas. So future of France here, people saying Germany, Minnesota, Madrid, shout out Madrid. I was in Madrid a couple of years ago. Keith Holmes is in England. There's a lot of UK people, Pete. We might have to head over to the UK. 
Canada. We've got Canada. What part of Canada, though? Canada's a big country. Hong Kong. Yeah, we might have to take the show on the road, Pete. Yeah, I am down for that. I have never been to the UK, never been to Hong Kong, um, never been to the Netherlands, well, except for an airport stop. And those are all I know, you know places where we get ups for sure. Um, stashing up a little bit on the side for, for demo videos, but also for like a travel budget in order to run these meetups as soon as like COVID restrictions allow. We can't go to Europe right now, for example, but uh, we can do this New York City meetup. So uh, get your vaccine or don't and wear your mask, I guess. I don't know what New York regulations are right now and come check us out at the New York meetup soon. Yeah, we'll announce the date once we get more details on that, of course. Um, we want to dive into Mirror, Mirror V2. I know we've got a video in in the hopper right now. Everybody's asking, how does it work? How do you short? How do you do anything on Mirror vol version 2? And I'm curious, too, because I feel like I just woke up from a coma. I haven't even played with it yet. So, Pete, I'm going to rare. It's a rare occasion that I rely on you to explain things to me from this Terra <laughs> ecosystem. But do you think you could maybe walk us through a little bit, maybe a preview of of what we got coming out with that explainer video? Yeah, toss me the share here. All right. So I'm going to actually uh, tweet out that we're doing this, too. This is uh, the new there's a new mirror V2 interface. Post this tweet really quick. I'm trying to get everybody in the stream here. All right, there's a new Mirror V2 interface. If you haven't checked it out, I like it. There's some people that don't. Um, I think it's very purpose driven. Like uh, you see here, if you want to trade, you can come in and trade, um, and it and it guides you as to what to do. So right now, this is uh, you know trade buy sell, and you can set limit orders, and you can set your slippage or whatever. Um, little descriptions and so on. Uh, and that's cool. The that, interface uh, is very nice. I love the, I like the look and feel of it. That's the kind of the, the core of Mirror here. Um, obviously, is trading, and that's what Mirror Wallet primarily enables. But um, we got, got we got borrowing, which is minting, um, and then but you don't really you, you probably don't come to the mint tab uh, first. You come to the farm tab, right? People are interested in coming in and farming. Um, I got a pet making lots of noise in the background. I hope that doesn't come through. Uh, we got farming on both sides now. And Mirror V2 does a really good job of uh, keeping asset prices similar, keeping asset prices right with the market, um, because now you can short farm. Previously, you could long farm and prices would go up. You know, there's a premium, a uh, certain percentage that just like prices would run up over that. And now you can play both sides, which means you can also do delta neutral strategies. You can do strategies where you don't care if the price of an asset goes down. Maybe you're not confident about AMC. You think, yeah, it's a meme stock. It's probably going to hit the moon, but maybe it'll crash because of what happened. Uh, well, you can take a half position long and a half position short. Um, and you you don't really care which way it goes because if it goes up, your long position gets more valuable. Your short position gets less valuable. If it goes down, your short position gets more valuable. Your long position gets less valuable. You know, It balances out. And additionally now, you can actually back these things um, when you come in, you can buy or borrow. You can back these things, not with just dollars, but anchor dollars, AUST. And uh, you see here, AUST is currently worth $1.05. Why is that? Because when you make an, when you put in an anchor position, when you, um, you know, when you, uh, when you, when you go into earn and start getting that 20%, 
You uh, hang on. <laughs> hey, stop it. Give it up. <laughs> when you get that 20%, um, you <laughs> he's just chewing on a cardboard box. When you get that 20% in Anchor, um, it, it gives you this AUST asset. And the, val the, the amount of AUST you have doesn't go up because that AUST number that you see in your wallet, which is going to be less than your dollar amount, that represents your whole position. And it grows in value over time because it represents more and more underlying UST. So your AUST will stay the same. If you send it to somebody, they now have your position. It's like literally is your position. It's almost well, like a you way can to earn this. a dividend, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can use this AUST. And again, I've talked about how this is interesting tax-wise. I'm not a tax attorney, but maybe you could book it as the AUST going up in value and thus not pay taxes on that UST you're gaining until a time later, if you want, like it'll gains instead on the AUST um, because it's an appreciating asset. So of course, consult with your whatever um, if you're going to think about doing that. But you can provide the AUST as a backing, both on the strong side here. And what that means is the collateral you're providing behind the asset grows in value. Your position becomes safer and more valuable over time. So you're not just making, you're making 20%, you're in anchor savings, but you're actually then deploying the anchor savings asset to, to farm, to provide liquidity, uh, to provide collateral and then provide liquidity long or short or both. You could go Delta neutral 50, 50. You can be like, maybe I think, uh, maybe I think there's a 66% chance Google's going to go up. So I'm going to go 66% long and 34% short. And then I'm covered a little bit, you know? Yeah, and I think that's what um, looks like Bryce Guggen, sorry if I butchered your name, said. It's not really Delta neutral or you don't understand. Uh, I think that was a good explanation that Pete just gave you is you're really just playing the, the middle of the fence and farming. The yield is what you're, is what's keeping you, um, you know, is, is the benefit of what you're making. It's not, uh, it's not like if you take one position of just going long and that's Delta neutral or vice versa, just going short. It's obviously not Delta neutral, but we're saying if you set it up in a way where it's 50-50, now you're delta neutral and you're earning the yield from the farm. Is that correct, Pete? Right, right. You're earning you're earning yields on the underlying collateral, which the app, uh, this is an issue that they're fixing quickly. The app doesn't really show you that. Uh, once you put your anchor or UST collateral, it kind of, it doesn't show up in anchor anymore because it lives somewhere else now. It's collateral, it's not just in things. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't really depict that that's growing in value, but they're working on that. Uh, so you're getting that 20%, but then you're also getting 20 plus percent on any farming you're doing with the with the assets you provided as collateral. And again, you go long and short at the same time in order to protect yourself against any market moves. You don't have to do that. Maybe you think the market's going to go up, then you balance it out accordingly. But it's much more powerful now people. than just having to go long, which was Mirror V1's. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily, but um, Generally, on Mirror V1, if you provided liquidity, you wanted the asset to go up, right? You didn't want it to go down. Now you can go both ways. And keep an eye out because we got a full video tutorial coming out today or tomorrow um, regarding all of this. So you'll be able to uh, check it out and, and see exactly what all the strategies are with the new Mirror version 2. So, sure. Let's, let's, uh, 
Let's hit that. Uh, if you pop up the the recent Danku comment on impermanent loss, let's talk about that for one second. Which one? Even uh, if you go long. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, and and even for an increase, both of them. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so impermanent loss is. Uh, well, let's just spend a little bit of time here. Most people probably know. Uh, impermanent loss is the idea that if you're providing liquidity on both sides, so like you're providing Google and UST, you're providing a balanced pool. If the value of Google goes down, the pool balances out. So, if, or if the value of Google goes up, the pool balances out. So you might end up not having as much money as you would if you just held the two things without providing liquidity, right? Um, but it's not as bad as it seems. If even if impermanent, even if it goes up 500, I think it's 500%, it might be 400%, um, you need to think about the curve. But if it goes up like four or five X, you still you only lose 25% relative to holding both and not providing liquidity. So a huge move. I mean, Google going four or five X would be, you know, unbelievable uh, on a even on a longer time frame happen. But you know, um, we've got something else going on if that if that happens. So a huge move. You're, you're not like you're not like losing five X. You know, um, that because you're balancing up on a curve. Uh, there's a nice curve chart that I'll find that I'll put up on the screen. Um, if you can, if you can fill for a minute, I'll find it. Yeah, and I think one of the things that took me a while to sort of understand about uh, impermanent loss is it's not, it's not like a loss. It's sort of like the opportunity cost of being in the yield farm. So the fact that you're providing liquidity is you, you're taking. You're not necessarily taking a risk. It's just you're trying to farm yield. And if something goes way up in price to balance and then the pool balances out, you would potentially have less assets than you would had you just held and not provided right. that liquidity. But also you need to understand that if you're earning a yield from that, that's not taken into effect there either. So right, right. it's uh, even more of a reason to, to be balanced out. Hopefully I'm explaining that well, because that took me a while to wrap my head around. It's like... People are like impermanent loss. And I'm like, wait a minute, you can lose money when you're yield when you're yield farming? Like, no, you don't lose money. It's just the difference between the having just held the assets outright. And if one happens to go up, you know, you're holding Luna hoping that it does a 10x. Um, if you put Luna into a liquidity pool, that is gonna get you're gonna lose some of that if it goes into a 10x because it needs to balance itself out. Whereas if you would have just held it, then you would have had the the pure 10x. But you're earning some sort of yield off of that as well by providing that liquidity. Is that a fair assessment? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is relative. You're right. If you're Luna, if Luna goes here, you want to throw the, the chart up that I have. Um, yeah. If Luna goes massively up, your position is still going to be a lot more valuable, right? It's it's not like this chart doesn't mean you lose 25% of your money. It means you lose 25% compared to just holding both sides. Yeah. So even if you go up five hundred percent, well, this is well, this is one hundred percent. So even if we go up to five hundred percent, so um, we go up five x, your impermanent loss at that's such a massive move is twenty five percent compared to just holding the Luna and UST and not providing liquidity. Now, in order to make up for that, that you get the fees on the trades. And you get mirror rewards, at least for you know years years to come, as as the mirror incentives pushed out. So let's actually that let's let's bridge into the mirror v three stuff, 
which I do want to talk about. So those rewards exist and those APRs exist in part to offset any potential impermanent loss you might experience. And you notice the chart kind of dips precipitously on the left um, back down to zero. That's, that's if like there's a collapse. Like if Google goes to zero, your, your pool is just, it's going to be worth, you're going to have a lot of worthless Google because it's balanced the whole way down. So uh, impermanent loss is a real problem if you're providing against some token that might go to zero or like really close to zero, um, then then you uh, <laughs> you need to consider like uh, the, the downside here. But um, but yeah, this, so this is a this has been a really helpful chart for me. Impermanent loss is a thing, but it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, let's uh, let's hop over to I'm going to share again uh, and share the uh, the V3 stuff, which is amazing. V2 just came out. And we've got a V3 going on. I mean, it's not, he's not calling it V3, uh, but it is called Roadmap Following V2. Uh, this is an excellent, an excellent move because something I just mentioned is that mere incentives are very important. You get mere when you provide liquidity or when, you, you know, um, or when you're in governance. You get mere incentives. But mere incentives don't last forever. They're on an issuance schedule, and eventually there won't be more mere. So uh, that's the main issue Doe's pointing out here. He says, there's a, we did a great job on V2. It tackled the problem of minting inefficiency, right? Which is what I mentioned. There was a premium on prices on M assets. Uh, so we tackled it big time. And also AUST collateral makes people feel about the money they're making. They can use their savings, which is dramatic. I mean, then uh, <laughs> they can also, uh, you know, your position also becomes safer over time. So big win, and we have another problem though, allowing MS at liquidity to be self-sustainable. So right now there's mere token incentives, but eventually we have to get to a point where fees and other things incentivize them to provide liquidity. So that's, uh, and, and also censorship resistance. So there's a few changes here that those suggest, and uh, there's increased capital efficiency of mere LP. Increased transaction volume, basically by making M assets more useful and more tradable by using Mars, Levana, uh, which you might might not have heard of, it's Perpetuals, and Nebula, so that uh, there's more activity on Mirror. And then actively encourage more front ends, more integrations of Mirror protocol. Uh, this is what's coming now following V2. Uh, it's solving a uh, potential issue. It's not an issue really right now. Mirror rewards are great and they'll be great for years. But um, it's an issue for when mirror rewards start to taper off, that we need the platform to be self-sustainable in a way that doesn't depend on lots of mirror pumping in your wallet. Oh, he does call it V3 right here. V3 will be interesting. <laughs> so there's discussion here, forum.mirror.finance. Uh, you'll find it there. Uh, some people posting some comments if you're interested. Go ahead and post uh, post there. I got the chewing again. <laughs> what are they chewing on? Hey, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have put that guy there. He just got neutered, and so he's in isolation. He's chewing on a cardboard box. <laughs> I can't hear it, so. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, so uh, quick question, I, and I don't want to stray from mirror volume uh, volume version two or version three if you've got more on the subject um but there was uh some questions it's been a question that's going around for a little bit and i'm curious your take on this because i've seen doquan address it a bit but 
I don't know. I, I'm not quite satisfied with the. Um, uh oh, somebody's somebody's suggesting we requesting we see the the animal here. Somebody. <laughs> He is a rat. <laughs> and he's a great little guy. What's his name? This one is Smalls. It's Biggie Smalls, but uh, Biggie Smalls, Smalls. Is its, uh, Smalls is what we call him. And, he's uh, beautiful. He's very cuddly. Um, and uh, he'll lick you, and he loves beards. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, rats, I. I I, uh, I love rats. Uh, they're super smart. They're, I, I compare them to dogs, like intelligence-wise. They have ADHD more than dogs do, but um, they can learn tricks, learn their names, um, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, I love it. All right, buddy. He was just neutered, huh? Yeah. Poor guy. Poor Biggie Smalls. Well, I got girls. I got a couple of girls, too, and I want to house them all together. Yeah, um, it's actually... I got not to go pet on it, but I have a snake. And uh, one day the snake, there was a rat that was super intelligent and like dodged the snake and hid in like the one place the snake couldn't get him. And I was like, all right, I'm keeping you because you're so smart. That's awesome. <laughs> um, now, now that I have rats, I cannot feed them live. I always, I don't feed, uh, I feed the snake frozen now instead because they're right. just, anyway. Maybe we'll get the snake on for uh, for next episode. Question Doug says from- the rat is handsome. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> All right. I know we have a ball python. We have a ball python fan in the audience. Crypto Truffle Pig has asked me to bring out the snake on show. I'll do that sometime soon. Um, maybe, so yeah, big, maybe an, we'll big animal fan here. Snake on tour. <laughs> maybe the snake will be like a meetup. The snake, the snake would not enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll 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 let the animals uh, take it easy. Um, All right. question getting back on topic here as we, I think we're going to wrap up pretty soon. Uh, the anchor reserves have continued to decrease and we've seen Doe address it a bit indirectly, but he said that it's not really a concern because he thinks that as we see more and more, um, assets, different kind of assets from Ethereum come over, there's going to be more incentives for people to, uh, begin borrowing. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. I mean, how does that work out? How does that compute? Is it a concern that the uh, reserves are beginning to um, decline? And once they actually run out, I saw a really good thread out there, and I can't remember the person's name. They have like a penguin avatar. Sorry, um, I should I should have done more research before. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that anchor just breaks. Uh, it it does change the parameters on a couple of different things. It looks like Pete, you got a screen share up to address this. So let me let you share here. Sure. Um, this has been uh, something the community's kept an eye on for a while. You'll see this post is a month ago. And um, there's discussion about authorizing use of emergency funds, um, community funds discussion about, I mean, obviously the, the long term, the longer term options here are, uh, are I mean, we could, could bring interest rates down a little bit. We need more borrow utilization, but some of the things that are going to incentivize that aren't quite ready yet. Um, we're waiting for BETH, for example. Um, we're waiting for more integrations, things like that. Um, and I, I mean, I know it's on the team's radar. Uh, I I don't know what the like the current status is, uh, but Anchor is Anchor is very important to the protocol. So I know it's I know it's on the team's uh, radar here. And uh, 
Hey, that's that's basically what I got to say. Sorry, I don't have more insight right now. If you want to read this, forum.anchorprotocol.com. In general, uh, agora.terra.money is where you go for for Terra money uh, like uh, uh, proposals and discussions. And then everywhere else, it's forum, forum.mirror.finance, forum.anchorprotocol.com, and so on. Yeah, and there's a great thread here. Um, thank you, Bryce, in the chat. He said it's Joseph, and I found the, the thread I was mentioning. Let me try and do a screen share if I can. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. So this is from uh, Joseph. I'm just going to read through it. He said, we're seeing a slowdown in Anchor's growth that is largely due to market conditions, but the story is more or less the same. There's growth in the total collateral, but it's still not enough to compensate the total deposits. This results in a continual decline in Anchor's yield reserve. It is decreased from just over 4 million on June 17th to 3.6 million on June 21st, which is, which is a considerable uh, dip there. But like we mentioned right. before, the growth in total collateral remains steady. It has increased from six, 66.5 million B Luna to a little under 70 B Luna. Um, the LTV remains at 30% range, similar to last week, which shows that the market downturn has not deterred users from continuing to borrow. You could see here on this, uh, this graph, there's just a huge dip here. And I think the dip to earn really is is considerably less than what you saw in borrow i mean this was may day and it kind of just continued down people's confidence in the borrow side uh you know people were still weary to borrow but it has climbed back up which is which is good um joseph continues says we also saw some governance proposals take effect through the tightening of the 20 percent peg this is reflected blah 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 um now a lot of lunatics have been concerned about the yield reserve so let's talk about it doe has previously stated he's not worried about this because b eth is coming soon Although there's no official date as of now, I think it will be here sometime in the next few weeks. Um, for some for some lunatics, this answer is still not adequate enough. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that, that think that. But here's the important part here. If the yield reserve goes to zero, it doesn't mean anchor goes bust. It just means one of two things need to happen. Either the anchor rate will have to decrease from 20 to a lower rate, or external funding needs to be made to the yield reserve. Both scenarios, obviously not ideal. Um, and then he just goes on to kind of explain both of those scenarios. I also thought that there there might have been an option because whenever you are, um, well, no, yeah, I, I think this this is just a great thread for people to look at to follow up on. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn uh, and be wrong about that, but Joseph's a great follow on Twitter as well. And uh, what do we think about B ETH and, and the impact that'll have on the the yield reserve, Pete? Um, I think beef will be significant. Dose certainly seems to think that's like w one of the major solutions. I don't know where quite it's at right now. It's close. I know that much. Um, but uh, I mean, we've seen hints from Doe and SJ and others that it's close. One of the things is that I'm I'm not 100% sure. He says a staking rewards decline that's going to happen anyway. Um, I, with Columbus 5 and the staking, the, the changes that are coming, Columbus 5 is slated for... Uh, mid-July at this point. With the uh, the changes that are coming, the uh, the swap fees and things that are being routed to stakers, staking rewards should increase. Um, 
so I'm not, I don't know what exactly the math on that will be, but it's not necessarily true that the, the current trend in staking rewards is going to continue. In fact, I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, but I'm not taking particular issue with Joseph. He's going by current trends right now. And he has an amazing follow who regularly posts uh, threads. If you're, if you're newer here, Joseph and uh, also Esteban Midas on, on, on Twitter, um, they do great. There's others too as well. Um, some, some newer, some older. And anytime you see somebody post an excellent multi-part thread on a, on a topic, just go ahead and give them a follow. There's a, there's several great Twitter followers there who do breakdowns like that. Um, yeah. So it's I'm glad that it's open discussion. Uh, somebody in the chat said they're glad that the reserve is transparent. It definitely is. You can you can check it out. You can chart it out. Um, the uh, the proposals for improvement are all community driven. So if you're uh, if you're concerned or if you have ideas, go ahead and uh, post. Go ahead. Again, it's not the end of the world, uh, but you know there might be an interest rate hit here at some point, or uh, or we might see you know BETH and the new staking rewards come in and and uh, kind of save the day, or the community might authorize some kind of uh, hopefully tempered, not like a flood, but tempered emergency reserve usage. Also, just uh, one more note on that. We had a happy hour, not this past week, uh, but the week before. And it was myself. It was um, a non a non intern from uh, Apollo Dow. And a couple other people were on the chat as well. And we were talking about how to like all the dApps that we see right now, they're really building to sort of start creating things on the earn side. Everything has been um, utilizing that 20% earn, whether it's pylon and, you know, you make a deposit and it's like a no loss deposit or a no loss lottery or whatever it is. But there hasn't been a whole lot of projects looking into building anything on the borrow side. Uh, and, you know, you try to sort of bridge the gap. Everything in DeFi decentralized finance, you kind of look towards like, okay, well, what is the TradFi version of this? And with borrowing, the biggest things you can think of uh, naturally is like a mortgage or, or a car lease or something like that. And we got into like a really interesting conversation. Actually, the guy from uh, Talus Protocol was on as well. And we started talking a little bit. It, it was like a weird combination of people. It was a, it, there was a mortgage guy on the call, like a TradFi mortgage guy, um, a non-intern, myself, and then the Talus Protocol guy. And we were just, you know, just like the happy hours usually are. It's kind of in disarray. Um, but we came up with some really interesting ideas and concepts for like if you wanted to borrow and have, say, a mortgage, you could almost like tokenize the mortgage itself as an NFT. Uh, and Talus was talking about how they had kind of already been down that path. Uh, and I wish I hadn't had so many seltzers because I would be able to explain it a little bit better. But I think that there's definitely some things behind the scenes in the works. Um, and, you know, another great follow on Twitter, although he's more of like a shit poster, is a non-intern uh, not going to make it because uh, he he definitely, I could tell, has thought about this problem as at a higher level is bringing that borrow up with, you know, safer plays and, and kind of bridging that gap into their real world, which is which is ultimately what we'd love to see Anchor do. Uh, and that's what's going to, you know, because the more and more we see all these awesome projects build on the earn side, the more and more we're going to need awesome projects to build on the borrow side to sort of even things out. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how those things will uh, will play out in the future. I agree. I agree. And uh, borrowing is a huge part of DeFi um, and the, the appeal of DeFi and decentralized finance. There are things we're still figuring out about it. Um, but um, yeah, I think that uh, there's also some internal borrow integration 
that'll be useful here. And and there's also a couple of confidence builders in Borrow that are in the works, um, like auto repaying loans or auto covering loans. I've mentioned this before. If you're on Ethereum, you're on Aave, Compound, or Maker, or something, or I think it's just those three. Um, you might know DeFi Saver. Now I can't, I can't promise you they're 100% safe. They're a smart contract like anybody else, but they've been audited and around for years. And it will, uh, it'll come in and save your your position if it's close to liquidation. Um, and there's other features as well. And uh, so, like uh, those kind of things, it's something that could be developed on Anchor where if you're, you can set your parameters if you want and you get to a certain percentage uh, close to liquidation, it'll cover your loan for you by selling off some of your collateral and repaying. Now, again, right. you're kind of selling low there, but that's preferable to the taking the liquidation hit. You know, And you could maybe set it up on the other side where if it gets above a certain percentage, you automatically borrow, which becomes worth it because of the ink incentives and things. Um, you automatically add to the position. And so that that will add confidence for people because, I mean, lots of you out there, myself included, you you watch your borrow percentage. And if borrowing was safer, you would borrow more. You know, you would you would push it to the 35 instead of being down at 15 or whatever you, your safe, your personal safe preference is. Um, and then also, uh, there's insurance as well to add confidence for borrowing and usage of anchor. And then there's also, um, uh, uh, right. Uh, like better LTV, uh, right now, 50%, like, like on BE, there's no way it'll be 50% or at least I hope not. Um, because you're on Aave, somebody mentioned this as well in the comments very recently. Um, there's like an 80, 85% collateral factor. Um, it's hard to beat the, the 80, 85% that is common on Ethereum. Um, so you, I don't know what that is. You can, uh, you can do LTV and your LTV can be closer, right? It doesn't have to be a 50% for liquidation, but it could hit like 85% or something for liquidation. Now, of course the protocol is less kind of safe if it's riding that close, but if there's this auto pay integration and there's good like Harpoon protocol or something style, like liquidation setups and uh, you know, everything is a bit more streamlined, that really could become a thing where your L safe LTV is not 35% but, or something like right. that, even on Luna. And then uh, Ethereum, of course, even you know closer. So uh, better, more confidence in borrowing, more confidence your loan will get liquidated, um, being able to borrow more against less collateral while still keeping the protocol safe. Provision of B Ethereum and others will really, I think, help the borrow side. Besides yeah, the integrations and use cases that you mentioned as well. Yeah. And I think maybe part of that too, that I forgot about that I hadn't mentioned was it was going to be a pylon thing as well. Um, being able to borrow and basically have a, a, a loan that pays itself off. Um, what, things like that. I mean, there's a bunch of different moving pieces. Maybe we'll dive into it on happy hour again this week. Um, but we're at 51 minutes. Pete, what do you think? Should we wrap it up? Um, sure. I have a neighbor that's just started drilling. So uh, I'll also, I, I'm going to share, I'm going to share really quickly just to keep, so everyone, uh, you know, has tabs on the latest. Um, Pylon protocol, we mentioned it. You might've missed it. Right now, the only thing that's happened is an initial like token sale where you could exchange 
UST for mine. Um, you can learn more at Pylon Protocol online, and it'll, it's talking about uh, the pools and the eventual things that are happening. The snapshot has already been taken, or at least we've heard that snapshot has already been taken for Pylon tokens. So all Luna stakers who have been holding recently staking to nodes will be uh, receiving some mine. Pylon is the idea you can pay for something with like a deposit and with your anchor interest. Um, well, let's talk about that again in the future. I'm sure we'll hear some more information. I really did want to cover it on the session today, but we're kind of running out of time. And uh, also, we've been seeing some uh, some moves from Orion Money. If this hasn't been on your radar, Orion.Money, head over, deposit now. The app is, is, is live to a certain extent. Um, and it's not just UST deposits, but check this out. Tether deposit, USD coin, USDC from Circle, Binance USD, and die deposits. And uh, you can, there's a little calculator, you can deposit over time and you're earning the anchor percentages up to 20%, of course, that depends on anchor and also some other things. Um, it's less for other stable coins, but people who want to deposit Tether or USDC and earn on it or die or Binance USD can do so now, thanks to Orion Money. So keep watching it. Um, not, again, not full development yet, but you can go and launch and connect your wallet and give it a try out. Yeah, and big shout out to the team at Orion. Big shout out to uh, the the Mirror team pushing out version two so quickly. It's been like six months. Um, just incredible. I think like a sign off for me is just, remember Pete, when you and I first met, what was it like 2018, 2017? The things that were built were, it'd be like a nice landing page and we'd get excited about it. <laughs> And then six months later, there'd maybe be like an announcement that they were going to partner with someone who also had a nice landing page. Um, and so just to see how things have progressed just in the past three or four years alone, uh, it's amazing. And, you know, I was personally, after sort of the ICO craze, I was really a Bitcoin maxi. And I was like, you know what? Nothing else is working. This is all kind of bullshit. Ethereum gas fees like are stupid to like have a crypto kitty. I don't care. NFTs are stupid. But seeing this stuff in Luna has really brought me back to like the dark side of altcoins. And uh, it's just amazing to see all these teams out there. I commend everybody that's building behind the scenes. TFL, we talk with a bunch of great people. Uh, SJ, I think we're going to be doing some content with soon. I know we keep teasing that. Um, Will, Will you behind the scenes is doing a great job. Um, and we've got we've got some bounty, some content bounties actually coming out uh, in partnership with TFL, in partnership with Learn Terra, um, a couple others in there. So uh, just bravo to everybody in the ecosystem. It's it's an exciting time, and if you, not financial advice, but if you can buy a Luna under ten dollars, uh, I'm pulling, I'm hitting the button on that. So that's it from me. Yeah, I'll throw in one final screen share. I know, I know, but it, we one haven't had a news share. bite in a little while because I was, I was, I was out for the man. I was out. It's um, been itching but, uh, to bring you guys content. I know, I know, I can't, but like, let's, I mean, we're dropping a mirror tutorial, like a long short strategy, and it generally covers it. We're dropping that later uh, today, but there's also a uh, some new content at defysteps.com. And it just, uh, it, there's some videos here, introduction, buying and staking, shorting, um, like little video courses that maybe they'll supplement our stuff or maybe you'll use this as your core and our stuff will be a supplement. It's fine. We don't like, we don't want to have a monopoly on, on content and, and like on, uh, you know, tutorials. And so there's a, there's a mirror version two 
mini course right here. If you're still confused, you want more information, you want to watch people run through this, um, go to DeFiSteps.com and you can check that out there too. That's all from me. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. We've got 109 people watching right now. We appreciate everybody joining us in the middle of your Tuesday, although you might not be East Coast time like we are. Apparently, we're all over the planet. Um, keep a lookout for any tutorials we're coming out with. We've got some interviews coming up. And uh, as always, Friday, we've got a happy hour, which is where all the greatest minds come together and get inebriated and talk about cool stuff. Also on the roadmap, potential meetup in New York City. That'll be happening in the next few weeks. And Pete, now that he so graciously came out of the hospital, he he walked out on his own two legs. He's got a nice haircut. He's looking great. He's going to have a lot of camera time because the developer courses are going to be underway shortly. So if you're a developer out there and you're interested in how to build on uh, Terra smart contracts, Cosmwasm, all that great stuff, Pete's going to be your guy. That's going to be coming out. Um, so that's it for me, Pete. You want to give us like the uh, the ultimate tagline sign off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you're listening. We try to keep it relevant for podcasts despite the screen share. But for this one, uh, you should maybe watch the video version if you've been confused by some of this stuff so far. But share on YouTube and tell your friends, right? This is uh, if you if you like and rate and review and stuff, the algorithm pumps us up a little bit so that it'll show our podcast to people who listen to similar like fintech podcasts. And it'll show our content on YouTube to people who like crypto and DeFi, for example. So help them discover Terra by discovering us here at Terabytes. <laughs>